Hey, gentlemen. Hey, yeah. Hey, I, have a, I have a question for you guys. Tell me. What? what? Uh, I, I had a hard time picking because you only can pick one. Hmm. But uh, I'm going to break the rules, and I'm going to ask you both to be on my Valentine. Wow. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I think Jessica's, I accept. I think Jessica's going to be a little jealous. Mm. As long yeah. as you give me that little like weird like mint candy. Let's do yeah. something for our listeners though. For Valentine's Day, let's give them some VD. Well, what? If, what if, <laughs> everybody could use some. <laughs> Boom, VD for everybody. Well, look, you know, you get VD. A lot of people are having sex right now. A lot of people are you know having dinner, connecting. Um, what? Press pause. Press pause. Stop yeah. fucking. Mid fuck. Right. Um, and uh, commit to looking more amazing the same time next year better sex quick we're gonna do a 48 hour That's 48 it. hour 48 hours so 48 hour sale 50 percent off maps anabolic half off maps anabolic the foundational program by the way it's 2.0 it's all revamped new videos it's uh sparkling it's got a new clean smell it's 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 awesome it's maps red maps anabolic mindpumpmedia.com on sale for the next two days That's it. 50% off. Happy, happy Valentine's Day. That's right. Mind Pump gives you VD. I just got a happy. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Did you get our birthday videos? Oh, man. You guys made me cry, dude. Okay. Good. Did, I didn't see. I didn't uh, get yours. Ju- yeah, you didn't, I had she one. Didn't send, wait, wait. She didn't send Justin's? I saw yours. You didn't see Justin's? No, you didn't see mine? Oh. No. Okay. So, so Jessica didn't. Come on, man. I'm mad that she didn't post. So Justin... Justin, prepare. I can't believe you didn't get this. This is fucking great. No, I don't know why. Okay, so let me let me let the let me tell the f- listeners what's going on here. So <laughs> for Sal's birthday, uh, Jessica um, surprised him by she sent out a message to family and friends, a bunch of us, and just hey, if you guys get some time, could you do a short little video uh, wishing Sal happy birthday? He was like, oh, this is really cool. So we all did this, right? And Katrina, I know, was help organizing uh, with Jessica, and she handled like uh, Sal. I mean, handed Justin and Doug and us on this side of the business, or all of our business, his business friends. Well, I got to see him because, of course, they're coming through to Katrina. So Katrina's sitting, and she's like, "Oh, do you want to see everybody's videos to Sal?" This was like weeks ago before they came in. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, let's, uh, oh, let's watch Justin's. I haven't seen it. And uh, so Justin, you see him, he puts his camera up. He gets his guitar. He wrote you a song. No, you didn't. So he wrote, he wrote, he wrote, he wrote wrote Sal a song. But the best fucking part about it was that he did this whole thing and he he didn't turn the volume on. So all you see is his lips. My mic's broken. Yeah. So all you see is him talking to the camera. He sings you a song. He's all into (laughs) it and shit. And the whole thing is no sound. (laughs) And I told Katrina, I said, you got to send that because Sal will die laughing. You should because I thought you did. You know what? uh, You know what? I thought about it because like they kept asking me over can you send another one i can't i can't i can't reproduce it that was yeah. that was magic god damn it oh uh, so and, no i got uh, emotional watching those it. videos dude was it yeah, yeah I, mean, I didn't well, see all of them i just well, saw some because you know i got this food poisoning on the day i was uh on my birthday so i'm fucking oh she gave them to you then well that was my birthday oh wow. so i'm great. sick i'm like i almost died and then i'm watching these videos and people are saying some very nice things and so yeah i got emotional <laughs> oh that's great I, yeah. I oh, I'm so I would have cried uh, if I no, had. See, what's funny about that because that shit makes me so uncomfortable. I cannot like. Do That's that why it was shit. great because yeah. I, I try. I like. I like. I put it in my room. Like. Like. I really was like, you know, fuck, dude. Everybody else is doing it. You know, I would never do something like that. Like, you know. And I was just like, you fuck me, it. You wrote me a. Ballad. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make was it, it kind of funny. You know, like I was like. 
I was trying to be like kind of ironic about the whole thing. Was it a ballad? It was a love song. It don't was. lie. It was you know, you muted it afterwards. Oh, it, dude, it, it was totally so was great. Yeah. Because I remember watching it, right? And he's getting it all set up. At that point, we don't know there's no sound. I'm like, oh shit, he gets his guitar out. Dude, he sung Salah's song. This is going to be epic. <laughs> so Katrina and I are like sitting in bed. Was, we got the phone already. We're like, fucking... and then Katrina's like, and you see her as soon as he starts talking, she's uh, like fumbling with the thing, like, oh God, where, where's this? And then we realize, like, oh fuck, yeah. he recorded it with no sound so, the see, whole time. The only oh, way you'll ever get that back is if you get me really drunk. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh my god! I'll, 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 I'll play you the song. I do it. I'll do it. You wrote a song too, and everything. I did, man. That's yeah, very came sweet. up with it right. That's then. why it's very sweet. Oh, yeah. it's so see? funny. I would have cried tears, but I had no fluid in my body left over <laughs> at that I point. Bet. It was just dry tears. Like, I bet. Ah. I bet. Your tears came out of your ass. Yeah, I did one of those weird, like oh. yeah. nothing's coming out of your face. <laughs> yeah, no, was, no you crying whatsoever. God, it's good to have you back, man. So, yeah, yeah. It was a yeah. I'm glad. Anyways. I'm happy. It throws me out of rhythm when we don't because it's kind of our routine now, right? I've mm-hmm. gotten so used to the last couple of years. Every morning, what we do is we light these goddamn mics up, mm-hmm. and to take uh, a week off of doing that, I feel like we've just. I don't know what to do with myself in the mm. day. It feels I in- found, incomplete. I found myself recording episodes by myself. Like I was just sitting, <laughs> I just sit somewhere and just start. <laughs> you know what happened yesterday? Start talking. Hey, like, what the fuck's going on? That, you know, I was like, dick and balls. And I was like, ah, oh, nobody's like, dude. I'll tell, Bro. You, I'll tell you what, though, man, you got to travel to uh, countries, like non Western countries, just to see how different it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, like this, I, I did. I was not aware that, um, you know, gathering phlegm and in a very loud <laughs> way in public. <laughs> I didn't know that like that was socially acceptable. I didn't know that was socially acceptable yeah. in China. You said they did that in the, in the restaurant, nasty. right? Anywhere, anywhere. I'm in Beijing and fucking old women are doing it. Guys are doing it. They're spitting, and I'm just like, why? Is I can't talk too much shit because I I have allergies, and I tend I spit more than the average. Yeah, person. Yeah, but you don't do that. I'm like clearing. Yeah. No, no, this is like I like farmer blows. open mouth loud. Yeah, that's gross. And I try like, and, and I try and be courteous to people around me because I know it's gross, and so and I, but I'm like, dude, you have no idea when you have allergies really bad, you get this kind of like flimmy yeah. type. Would you rather? So I want to clean sh- that out. Shit all just time. drips down my face, or would you rather <laughs> well, me kick? Your I want to know why why they do that. Is it because do they consider phlegm to be bad and they have to clear it out maybe yeah. doug knows getting rid, rid of the phlegm doug demons. has no idea uh, i don't know i'm gonna look this up like why is that considered gross in western cultures and totally mm. fine in eastern cultures it's just uh, uh or i don't even, i don't even know is it eastern cultures or is it just china well what's the air like china. over there is it more is it do they get more shit are they breathing in oh, more beijing, shit beijing china's horrible horrible pollution yeah. in big cities well yeah. so maybe that's or what it is maybe beautiful sunsets maybe they're because constantly it goes through the smog breathing and it's like a whole in. kaleidoscope of colors <laughs> bring, bring in shit yeah, and then the they because to me that's what to me no, for having allergies been, it's like I, I get this phlegm and it's like i'm not going to swallow that i feel like i need to get it out and so i spit it out and then i feel better but like i said i feel like i try to be courteous to everybody around me like it's courteous to swallow adam (laughs) i think i think no dude i know i think it's 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 not something recent i that's i think it's always been it's kind of part of the 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 culture i think getting rid of phlegm is supposed to be healthy or Mm. something so and here's the other thing you do see a lot of the surgical not annoying at all no and you do see a lot of the surgical masks uh, on people, oh, yeah, the, you know a lot the of the bird flu thing. Yeah, and you know what? I thought it was a recent thing. Hmm. I'm like, oh, this must have been because they had the the saw the. Oh, they've been doing that for years, the, bro. It's it's it goes back a long time. Oh, it's no. actually something that started in Japan. I did I actually yeah. research this because I'm like, why the fuck are people wearing these masks? Was it because they had the bird flu scare and the was it SARS? 
SARS, SARS I think was the other I think, one, right? Yeah, I think you're right. And uh, no, actually originated in Japan, and mm. people would cover their faces because they believed in air. Like air is part of their um, like health, and you know, purifying the air before it comes in or something was 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 part of them, uh, you know, being healthy. This is before germ theory. Mm. They did this before they even know knew that covering yourself and preventing germs from coming in would prevent you from getting ill. Yeah. How crazy is that? I mean, I would get sick of people right in my face, like constantly like spitting on me. Oh my God, you just reminded me of story. You know what's so funny? <laughs> Katrina, like, they, they get in that talking space where it's too close. I would totally wear a mask. Yeah. I, I, had, I had a guy spit in my face one time. I was just thinking the last time, no one, way. Wow. one of the last times I wow. got in a fight, an actual fist fight of where course, I lost control, a dude spit in my face. Well, I'll never forget this. That's we were about 20, 23 ish, somewhere around that, somewhere around there. We're heading down to the Pink Poodle. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Local. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to the, <laughs> shout, shout out, out to the, the lowest class strip club in Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, put your no. hands together for <laughs> Bubblegum. She yeah. just, she's come back from her Bambi. C-section. Yeah. She yeah. comes out the yeah. disturbed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Her she, ass is a little flabby, but it's doing something for you. She just gave birth to triplets last week. Oh everybody give her a God. hand, a round of hey, applause. You got to so, pay your child support. We're down. I'm down there because I actually know one of the girls that dances there, and we're going to hang out with her afterwards. Oops. So oh. I roll. I roll down there with a couple buddies of mine. Right. We watch the entire night of stripping, and then uh, so when the place closes down, anybody who's hung out with a stri- stripper afterwards, they know it takes a while because they got to get all their shit and count their one dollar bills and fucking mm, clean, clean up and glitter shit. off. And so one of the things she tells sadness. me is, is she tells me, "Listen, when we leave, <laughs> dirty you tissues, ca- you can't pick me up from the front of the club. We have to be down like." Like one block. She's like, just one block. Just don't pick me up in front of the strip club because then it looks like you're, it's like a service, right? Like that she's like, <laughs> I'm paying her to go home with her. Oh, yeah. right. And so she's like, they can get in big trouble for that. So sure. she tells me that ahead of time before even coming to hang out with her. So I know this two o'clock in the morning rolls around and we stroll out of this club and uh, we call the cab and cabs on its way and it's it's two in the morning so it's fucking dead right and there's us and then there's a, a group of other drunk dudes that are uh come piling out at the same time well i have to take my crew and we kind of go down one block after we call them like the cab said it'll be here in like 10 minutes so we'll just go wait over here she comes out in that time and we're all just kind of hanging out down down the ways and then here comes the cab and it pulls up right in front of the club well right when it pulls up in front of the club this dr- group of drunk dudes fucking pile into it right away. And I'm like, and we'd already been waiting out oh, there for like no. it's two in the morning. We've been waiting for like 15 minutes or so plus for this cab. It finally gets there. These dudes go in and I'm certain they jacked my cab. So I like go running up the street to go get up to it. They're already, they're yelling. They're all a bunch of drunk dudes climbing in from a strip club. So you can imagine it's fucking the noise and chaos and they're getting inside the, the cab. Lots of testosterone. And I, the, the guy has the front window rolled down and, I, and I'm yelling at the cab driver. I'm like, hey, hey. I was like, I, th- I think this is my cab. This is my cab. Who are you here for? And he's like, oh, I'm here for Adam. And then, and you know, the guy, the guy, drunk guy in the back, oh, that's me. I, that's me. I'm Adam. Like that. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Right. <laughs> and the guy's, like, and I'm like, no, no, this, I'm Adam. This. And then the guy's like, no, no. And they think it's all funny. Right. They're, cause they're drunk and stuff like, no, I'm Adam. Like they're doing, I'm like, you motherfucker right now, dude. Get out of my fucking cab. <laughs> so I'm getting like upset already that these fuckers are going to steal my cab. The guy, the driver is just like, you know, oh, no. And I'm like, no, no, this is mine. We're going back and forth. And then uh, finally the guy rolls up the, the window and the, the cab goes to take off. And I'm like, I'm pissed. 
So I go, I go, and then I go walking back towards our group. Well, as I'm walking back towards our group, the, the cab is flipping around to leave and then he stops and he stops on the other side of the street and he must, and he must be telling them to get out because they didn't, they couldn't provide an ID that said Adam or whatever. And so again, then we all start heading over there. I'm like, oh yeah, he's going to get him out. Right. So we're heading over there and they're all trying to refuse to get out of the cab. Guys got the front window down and I'm yelling at him to get out of the cab. And as I'm like yelling at the cabbie, like, here's my ID showing who I am. Homeboy in the front seat fucking spits in my face. Dude. Like, and I'm, it's like, you know, we talk about flow state, right? Where everything's slow, <laughs> slow motion. Yes, Literally, this yes. whole thing was in like, see oh. this thing coming at me. And I'm like, no. <laughs> right on my forehead, dude. And it was, I didn't think or anything. There was no thinking after well, that. No, that's fucking, what is that? That's like hazardous material. Like that's, that's like, oh, that you can't, that's, that's never happened to me. Yeah. I've never been spit in my face that close too. Like yeah. he's, I'm, st- I'm like only like maybe two feet away from the dude and he hawks one right on my face. Dude. And the natural reaction is just to cock back and boom, yeah. punch the dude right in the face. Lights he out. goes flying into the back seat. I hit him so hard. Yeah. And at that moment, the whole thing gets dead silent. It was rah, 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 all these guys being loud, talking shit to us, yelling, yeah. we're telling you to get out. Dude spits in my face. I go, boom, hit the dude. He falls back into the back two seats <laughs> behind him, and the whole van gets quiet. Oh, shit. Oh, it was great. And then the guy drives, because he knew that obviously there was going to be a bunch of shit happens. He drives forward away from us, kicks them all out, flips back around, comes, picks us up, and then we went home. But it was quite the ordeal. Jesus, that's an instant fight. <laughs> oh, instant right. fight. Right, I think that's... Who does that? I think they call there's for a few that. Things, you have to. There's a few non-physical things that can happen to you that will cause you to get in a fight. That is one of them. The other one is, and this actually happened to me, and uh, actually tussled with somebody. I love that word. Tussle. You tussled with somebody. I be tussling we got, all day. We got in a tussle. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was eating at a fast food joint. Oh, bur- you want some eat, of this? Let's eating tussle. burger. And some fucking drunk. If a guy said that. And, and, yeah, you want to tussle? We're sitting there eating. Now you t- hey. saddle up, partner. Hey, this is a, this is a tussle. Hey. You just you entered it. into a tussle. <laughs> you know what you got coming, yeah. son. Yeah. You know what yeah. you got. Yeah. You just ordered yourself I've been, one tussle. I've been riding bulls all actually, day. I'm I, ready to tussle. Actually, <laughs> I want your opinion on this. I'm sitting there eating. I'm eating my burger. Okay. With my buddy, and I've got my French fries sitting right over there. And drunk dudes walk by. Dude just reaches in my fucking French fry basket. <laughs> takes out some fresh fries. Oh, God. That's some shit I would respect. Yeah. That is something Justin would do in college. 100% because I know I would do that. Yes. That's some asshole shit. But that's would, a fight, right? It, not as bad as spitting in your No, not as bad. No, that's... But I would, you, it depends on someone, the mood you're in. You know, someone it, put their fucking it, hands in your french fries. It depends on the mood you're in. You might, you just you stole, might laugh dude. at that. You just stole from me. You know what? It you di- might laugh what, at that. What dictates what happens yeah. after that is when I say something to him and how he handles himself. Exactly. Because he's just being a dick on purpose or if he's like trying to be funny. Yeah, because that would be funny. I would find that funny. And if I called you out, you better be like, I'm just, man, I'm fucking with you. Y'all buy the fries. Or if you kind of like, but if you did, to try and check me and be a punk and then yeah, be like yeah. yeah I'm gonna eat your burger real soon here like too he's, motherfucker. he's telling you he owns you <laughs> no we got we got yeah. a little, a little I don't think so we did got you, a little tussling match so did yeah. you tussle oh yeah oh, good. oh I grabbed that motherfucker threw him down and then uh, <laughs> put, put on the rodeo you shoes just put your fucking hand in my french fries dude. <laughs> first of all you took some fries from me which yeah. means you stole yeah. number two your yeah. dirty ass hands were in my french fries I'm not touching those anymore yeah you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. put your hands in my fucking french fries <laughs> yeah. that's just so funny that happened to you 
<laughs> you know why? And there's a part of you that has to be pissed too. Like this motherfucker just sized me up. That he, I'm a guy that he could just eat my fries. Yeah, yeah. He's just eat what my makes fries you think like you that? could just eat my fries? Eat my fries? Do I look that like? Do I look that nice? It just it just was <laughs> weird. Yeah. And that was just the way I reacted. Like fucking stole my friend. Like I wanted it back. Give it back. Who are you? Well, but what if it was like a hippie guy that was like, hey, man, like, fries are for everyone, you know? Like, we're just. <laughs> Even more reason just, to punch yeah. him in his face. Fuck, man. Don't touch my Justin face. would so do that. Uh, Justin 100% would do that. Just walk if by I and take drunk, Yes, I, I know his personality. Speaking of which, drinking. dude, that picture of you that you yeah. posted on I your. Punk your people sometimes. That picture you posted of you on, on that your rock album picture. Oh, my God. That's, oh, that's fucking so dreamy. old school. Did you see his face? Which one? Is that one? Oh, dude. Yeah, they caught me in my gaze. I had a gaze going. Yeah. That was a thing. Yeah, Put the gay in gaze. Is it, the, uh, it was a very handsome most recent uh, post on his uh, IG? And on his personal yeah. one, I think it is. To people totally. Oh, no, follow I hadn't me. seen this. Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude. my God. This look is at his, great. Look dude. at his little boyish charm. That was there. like when I was 20 something. Oh, yeah. my God. You look so innocent right yeah. here. He does. You yeah. do look so innocent. He was popular with the ladies. This is a handsome fellow. Yeah. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> Back in mind. You, you had the chin strap. It oh. did. Yeah. If there's anything I would change, I would shave that rat hair shit off. Yeah. You a little know? chin strap I don't know on. Why that. I kept doing that. Yeah. But he looks so. He looks so. Such a dreamy face. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all so, stare. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, Very yeah. nice. I hadn't seen this yet. It's like a formula. You know, who like, sent this to you? You know, like when One you're taking band. This to you? Yeah, when you're taking like band specific pictures, like you do things that you normally wouldn't do. You know, you try to look a certain way. Yeah. Like that was totally that. Like, well, oh, I'm, I'm the guy that like, plays like, the guitar. Uh, I'm kind yeah. of feeling this though, bro. I, yeah. I like the chin, the chin, and I like uh, no. the the zip up NorCal hoodie, dude. I, I like that one. I miss that hoodie. Is awesome. Yeah. That's a great hoodie right there. I'd still be wearing. Wearing that ugly hat too. That was a thing. But look, look how look how young his face is. Oh no, he looks yeah. like a child. <laughs> yeah, he do. He looks like a man child, right? Yeah, he do. He do. You look like a little angry man child. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what I was. Yeah, let me look at it right now. Yeah, and he's looking off into the distance. It's just. Hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. like he's like deep. I love that YouTube video. The whale. Oh, the whale. Yeah, I know. I can't the girl cried. Yeah. Oh, I just want to say I miss you. And oh my god, what do you? I wonder what he's thinking about in this picture when he's looking off into the distance. Do you remember? Yeah, I don't even know. Well, how old, how old are you? How old are I'm you? Probably here? thinking like, oh my god. How old are you in this? What picture? would it be like if we got signed? <laughs> you know, like, oh, you're so great! If I look, look you know, at, make money, but like, like and, the like, and then they actually, wrote. Actually, that's a real question I have to ask you. Did when you okay? If you can remember going back when you guys were playing, were you playing purely as you know uh, out of the passion of playing and singing and doing that, or did you really have ambitions um, that you thought you could be famous doing? I that? Probably was the most ambitious out of the group. <laughs> like I was like the one with the job, you know, and so yeah. like everybody, like we'd have an equipment problem. I'd buy the equipment, you know what I mean? Because I'm like the only one that's actually working as a bartender and working, you know, all these shifts and all stuff. And meanwhile, like going to band practice, you know, I bought the trailer, you know, yeah. I, like I was like, I was like the guy that supplied it all because I'm like, you know, I. I'm really passionate about this. Like, we should go. Like, I set up all of our our tour dates and stuff. Like, I'm like, okay, we're going to go. This one's going to give us exposure. We're going to get X amount of people to come. Like, yeah, I was the one that was like, had all these weird fantasies about like actually doing that for a living. And uh, and then I realized I was like, oh my God. What point did it die? What point did you go, like, okay, I'm not. Because I remember, Uh, as I remember a boy 
really I believing I was going to be a basketball star and then yeah. realizing, okay, no, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's a transition. That's a horrible, I just knew I wasn't that It talented. is a horrible, a horrible realization. It is a horrible realization. Because when you- Like, we got okay. We got pretty good. I, I just remember listening to it. And I was like, you know what? I was like listening on to some song and then I was listening to my song after that, like some new demo tape we got. And I was like, Oh my god, this is fucking awful. <laughs> you know, and I was like, "That's it." You know, like, I, like, who am I kidding? It's just like I love it, but at the same time, like, I, I can't would have to do it just for fun. I can't like, wait I had to so much fun doing it. Watch you guys go through that with your kids, because I, I have to think that that has to be one of the most challenging things is to see your kid do something and realize he sucks yeah, at like it. Like you suck. Like knowing, like, oh wow, yeah. he is like, not going to be good. I at this. admitted that. <laughs> to my, like you know. When, and then how do you handle like that as a parent? to be like, oh, it's a thing, you know? But it's like, it's not going to be like a real thing. You just got to be honest, dude. Be honest yeah. with your kids, man. Just tell them. Say, look, you're not good at this naturally, yeah. but you can get a lot better if you work hard at it. I just say it. keep That's working it. at it. If, hey, Dad, this you is think, really your thing, uh, keep working at it. Do you think one day I could be like Mr. Olympia? No. <laughs> nope. You got my jeans. Yeah. Sorry, you unless you had someone else's jeans. <laughs> I remember realizing. You I know remember- what, though, son? You're going to be really good at remembering studies, though. Yes. Yeah. This is going to be really. This yeah. is gonna, I, I really you use this. Tra- valuable trait. You'll be able to talk about nothing for yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be real. You can get away with wearing speedos. You should start a podcast. <laughs> I uh, I remember uh, realizing that I wasn't going to be a massive bodybuilder when here I, here I was lifting weights now for like three years. So I'm like 17 years old. And I work out with a dude who'd never lifted before, and a dude was outlifting me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess yeah. genetics play a huge role. So when you first started lifting, you actually had ambitions of, of like- I don't know any better. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm 14, but I was a kid. I was really young. I remember I was like 13 mm. years old. Mm-hmm. I, I knew, I knew though. I like, yeah, so, but you started at 20. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, no, 13 I, years old, I'm looking at pictures of Arnold and I'm like, this is what I'm going to look like. Right. Oh, if wow. I lift. Oh, see, that's I interesting. I was going to make that. I yeah, was more like, if I don't fucking get in the gym, I'm going to be forever teased as a grown ass man for being a skinny little boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like my motivation. Yeah, mine was like, <laughs> I'm never going to be Arnold, but at least I won't be teased anymore for being a skinny ass little boy yeah. or looking like a little boy when I'm a fucking man, you know? So that, that was like the motivator for me. How about yeah. the day you realize that, you know, because when you're younger and you lift weights, like yeah, I'm gonna be buff so I could be alpha, and all the chicks will like me. And then the day you realize, like, oh wait, it's the dude that makes all the money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the guy. That's the al- that's the guy. That's the alpha. God totally damn it. Money. Yeah, yeah, I can get as buffed as I want. Mm-hmm. Anyway, where the fuck's the bird at, dude? Here he comes. being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. All right, the first question is from John Alva 7 Adam, after learning about all your imbalances, do you have any desire to compete again? And the second part of this was at the beginning of Mind Pump, all of you guys seem to be so different, but now you seem to be like one. I think he's. I think think all of our periods are in sync now. I think he's referencing to like the whole mobile. Okay, so here's the full question, Adam. After learning so much about your body's imbalances and disconnects, do you feel that has taken any desire of competing on stage again? I know when Mind Pump first started, you used to be 100% about the aesthetics, and the three of you used to be all very different. Now, over the last two and a half years, you, the, the three of you seem to have become one. Hmm. So I think there's um, well, a couple things. One, I don't know. I, I keep getting asked a lot lately about competing. Yeah, maybe. I know myself. I know that Like I t- what I tend to do is I, I get really hyper-focused on 
something that I'm I'm currently doing. And right now, like I'm just on this huge goal driven. Yeah, you know? and and, I, and yeah, that was a goal of yours. You it, it, exactly. I feel like that was a, a major, and it was a big goal. I'll tell you what, it still uh, ranks up there and probably top three moments of my life uh, was going pro in the men's physique division. I mean, that was a big deal for me because that was a goal set out mm. years before. But do you think your mindset would l- allow you to go back to doing that again? Because it's such an extreme. Yeah, it is. But I think I think even when I did it right, um, even though I noticed the imbalances and uh, the the way I because uh, people don't realize it, but a lot of the way I trained was actually Maps Black. I mean, that was a big inspiration to Maps mm-hmm. Black. So I think a lot of people think that um, I was training like all broish. Uh, I used to, I trained very broish way back when, but. Already, when we were meeting and hanging out and talking, like I was really changing. Your my, training was still smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it's not. It wasn't like what I think everyone thinks it was. It was. It was map, very similar to Maps Black. In fact, that's what inspired it. So um, that wouldn't really change. I'm, and I even remember when I was doing like my YouTube videos and and like sharing my journey through it. I would tell people that you know, so far the way I've been dieting training is very healthy. It didn't get unhealthy to me until probably the last two weeks or so. So, and that's just, you can't really get away from that. I mean, that's the sport of it. At that. But it's the whole world though. You know what I mean? Like, do you feel like going in back into that world of competing that, you know, that you'd be able to tolerate? Cause you had issues with it then. Yeah. You come back. I mean, I remember you talk about it. I'm like, God damn, this is fucking crazy. Like, yeah, dro- it, it did them. drive me a little crazy. But but it's also what in, what I think motivated us to do a lot of what we're doing yeah. right now. So I I'm 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 very blessed for that experience because I think it gave me uh, a whole new perspective on a world that um, I was before that very unfamiliar with, and now I feel very familiar with it you know, enough, you know that. I could speak educated about it, and I think that I could still go back. I just don't have the same motivation because yeah. I don't have any desire to further the my career of competing. That's what I mean. Yeah. For me, it was like you know, it was this huge. I was, in, I mean, it was a fucking huge goal. Just just to compete is a big goal, right? Just to like get on stage and say you took yourself to this elite level of body fat percentage and get on stage then to get critiqued by judges and tell you that you're incomplete and you have a bunch of other shit you need to work on uh and then to work my way all the way to the professional level i mean to me there's i i already noticed like when i went to the pro i had i did two pro shows um worst placings i've ever did so at the pro level i did 10th and 11th place on my two shows and i i already knew uh, going into the pro shows that I didn't have the same motivation to get ready for the show as I did l- during the whole pro journey mm. because I knew that the, I didn't have this like desire to be a bodybuilder or I knew that wasn't for me you know I knew this is I knew I'm not I'm not in that that body type to excel at this at the at the elite level I wanted to prove which I love a challenge, you know, I wanted to prove that, hey, I could do this and be the underdog and not be somebody who's genetically ideal for it. But it's like being somebody who is not a swimmer and then trying to think that I'm going to get in, I could get in a pool, I could train to swim, but to compete at the highest, highest level against the best of the best. So what would it take now? Like, what what would be like a a scenario where... Maybe that that sounds like something like it's a goal that makes sense for you at this point where we're doing all this shit. Okay. A million time. dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So if if I would possibly do it again, I would probably get into classic because then then I could something would, different. Yeah, because it's yeah. different. And now and, and since I put a lot of emphasis on my legs in the last couple of years, ever since I got a men's physique, I I really shifted 
my you know focus sessions and stuff a lot around my legs so i would like to sh- i would like to show my hard work i would like to be critiqued on my hard work and then i think that would be motivating for me to try and achieve that but i'm also already uh, considered a pro even in a classic so i wouldn't have to go through the amateur level again and do that i can hop over once you're an ifbb pro you can hop into any category you want so I wouldn't have to work my way. I don't, right away, I'd be competing against the elite guys in classic, which is okay. That means I'm I'm signing myself up for another journey. You know, what I'm saying this isn't going to be one show or two shows. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to actually compete and actually do well in that, I'm probably going to be doing that for a mm-hmm. couple years again. So for me, it would have to be something more along the lines of like mind pump related or like charity driven or mm-hmm. like let's say we decided like hey let's go do like a big one like Arnold Classic you know and let's let's sign Adam up you know let's talk about it 6 months in advance let's get a fucking huge cr- like when we did the San Jose was fucking awesome San Jose was my yeah. uh my last pro show and I'm so glad that's is how I did it was I wanted to do it in my hometown where I knew I would get a large gathering of just close family, friends, and locals that know me. And then, of course, we had other people that were part of the Mind Pump family that traveled out. So when I rocked on stage, you know, finished 10th place, I had the loudest crowd, which to me, that was huge for me because that's what I cared about. At that point, I'm like, I'm not going to Olympia to beat Jeremy Buendia. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to be in the top five of, of, of the athletes. So getting out there on stage, you know, doing my best, and then getting to do it in front of a bunch of fans that know me or follow the show. Like that was very rewarding for me and fun. Mm. If we set it up like that, I could see myself doing it. Otherwise, to me, that was always this thing to like show people. It was never about this passion. I really you weren't going to stay there. Yeah, I'm more passionate right now about this mobility stuff that we're doing. Like mm. I've I've established that I have a ton of dysfunction going on. I'm trying to correct that. And so, and I'm enjoying the process and I'm enjoying sharing the process. And it because it feels I'm, good on yeah, the body, yeah, man. It it's feels, amazing. And, and, and it, what it does, is it gives me some, a goal. And then maybe, and so here's where the getting back to the original question of competing. Maybe when I feel like I'm over the mobility thing, like I've become super hyper mobile, I'm fucking very good at it. Now I take those same principles that I've got from that and I try and apply climb back up to a different peak. Exactly. Yeah. And then I climb back into competing while trying to maintain my mobility. I might do that just to challenge myself. Yeah. Well, so there is may- a, there is a possibility. Maybe it would be a better like new challenge if like me and uh, uh, me and Justin went and competed in uh, physique. In what? In f- yeah, in physique. No, dude. <laughs> I could never in a million fucking years. Yeah, Justin looked at me <laughs> like he's like <laughs> hell no, motherfucker. Like, don't even look at you like why are you bring this up? I so. could never ever ever you know, I, I, you, I give you all the credit in the world yeah. because uh it just i could not get in the headspace to do to do that and then to top it off yeah have you uh, guys seen uh on netflix they have the perfect physique you haven't seen it yet have, have you <laughs> have you seen it is that a question dude like, is that a real question can i tell you something right now it is the most i was embarrassed dude it's the most painful thing i've ever seen in my entire it's so painful to watch yeah. it's very very painful you know to watch really embarrassed for somebody oh feel pain so, in your stomach you know it's craig, so craig, bad dude. craig was originally supposed to be a part of that see craig he's, would have made it not he's, painful he's so glad he turned it down uh, though oh he was so glad he turned God, it down dude. because the way they cut the way they cut it and they yeah, edited it and how they geared of it, they, course they yeah. totally went after the sex appeal part of it of like all these great bodies making their sh- i mean yeah. if you're a but chick, a lot of them if you're a chick a- and you watch it you probably enjoyed it for i don't know 
taking his shirt off. Slow. I don't know, dude, because a lot of the guys. It goes right up there. It, it ranks right up there with Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, and a lot that's of the, where, it's and, where it ranks. And, and right they don't come at less, A lot of them don't come across very intelligent, and it just comes across as like, <laughs> you know, like well, we, that's how like they, our eyebrows like crazy, and everything looks perfect, and you know, they're talking about nutrition. Half the shit they're saying, I'm, I'm like, no, that's wrong. No, no, what are you fucking talking about? So it was like, ugh, it's very, very hard to watch. My I implore you. I'm a, they're about to get a bunch of views. I implore you if you want to you want to watch and Ooh. see some of this world a little yes. bit. Yeah, yeah, and and what Adam Unders- had, yeah, understand had to deal the pain. with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understand the pain. I watch it and try to watch the whole thing. Well, I would probably kill somebody. The crazy part is you the, will. The, I was around that. Those shit. are the elite guys. These are the guys that all the other guys are all looking up to, mm. and that's the part that was painful for me. It's like because to each their own. Everyone's gonna you know yeah. spew their own bullshit or whatever like that, or you know who's the, who am I to judge and say that these guys aren't going through a learning curve and process and yada yada yada. So I'm not one to be like that. It, but it did. It was it, I cringed watching it because I think wow, now we just have now we put a movie <laughs> yeah. together, you know, and we're promoting these guys giving bad information out, and you have all these people that are aspiring <laughs> to be like these guys, and I'm like. Fuck, dude! Like this is everything that we're working against. Yeah, is that edgy? So pretty. Oh god, dude! That, it was it, bad, dude. Well, and I feel like the, the one guy that I mean, the one guy that's I mean, Greg Plitt, the late you know Plitt. That yeah. dude was. I mean, that dude was a he's a fucking uh, champion. That guy's an amazing. Well, I mean, I, we won't get into all his issues too. But well, I mean, sure. But you know what I mean? Like, good, like, yeah, like no, he was a yeah. Uh, he's a pioneer. He's a pioneer in what he what he did. And I got nothing bad. Very to very say with smart the guy. guy. Graduated. Uh, what do you What do you graduate? From? Military school. Uh, no, but like. The top. What's that top one that that you go to? Yeah, the uh, Annapolis or West Point. Yes, West, West Point, Point grad. Yeah, West Point. Uh, he was like a D one wrestler. I mean, smart dude. But the the rest of them come across, and I don't know if it's the editing or just that's them. It just it doesn't come across good yeah, at I'm all. Sure, it's a lot of both. It's very yeah. painful to watch. Yeah, no, it was it was it yeah. was tough to watch. So yeah, I think you know what though. Talking about this and this question, Justin is probably the worst out of the three of us as far as. Is coming out of coming out of his his camp and world out, out of my oh. way of doing yeah, and, and you were pretty bad too. But I feel like you have come like, and, yeah, and yeah. I think we're uh, now we're closest to. I mean, what if can, if you could we go, haven't congealed? Well, I, I did do that that challenge. Oh, you did do that. Yeah, you did do that. I made a point to do that. I just didn't like it that much. Where you, I never talked about it again. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like the you fact don't that see, you, bring- you don't see fucking Thursday transformation pick. Yeah. You know, it's like coming up again. Yeah, <laughs> like, flashback. I give a fuck. Yeah, you know, this is actually I'm surprised you're bringing it up right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we haven't congealed uh, as one to say that we're one. Um, I think that's inaccurate. We still have. Well, see now. See, here's the thing, though. You, like you saying that it it breeds a challenge inside of. I know me. it does. That's why I did it. I know you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like people have to know that about me. Yeah. If you challenge me or that, like I look at everything as like sport. I want to like see that. Justin with striated glutes. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. White <laughs> bright glutes. It's you know we are. See, here's the thing. It says we're like one. It, Here's the thing: we're where, very, we, where we are is we're open minded. We're very open minded. Yeah. We're we're still very different. Yeah, in how we approach things. We all things. eat different. We all work out and but train we're, still different. But we're open. Like if you know, Justin comes with something and talks about some new training, you know, methodology or technique. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Adam are going to try it. We're going to start playing with it. You know, if I'm talking about something on nutrition or whatever, yeah. you know, they're going to maybe listen and, and maybe try it out themselves. Or if Adam's doing something, I mean, this is. The the thing is that we're all very open, and when we first started Mind Pump, we just all hadn't worked together mm-hmm. up until that. You know, we hadn't worked together at that point, so we we hadn't shared all these ideas with each other. And now that we have, there's a lot of things that we've adopted that just make fucking sense. One of the things about fitness yeah. 
that I hate about fitness is it becomes very tribal. Uh, it becomes very um, you know closed off. It's my camp versus your camp, and yep. I use kettlebells and you use barbells, and I'm a bodybuilder and you're a powerlifter, and I eat this way and you eat that way. It becomes very religious. Which is very unfortunate because there's so much to learn. You stretch so you're a hippie. Yeah, it's right. stupid because there's so much to learn from all these different ways of, of training the body, all these different ways of moving. There's all there's so much good information you can take from different ways of eating. You know, I, there's so much I've learned from vegans, and there's so much I've learned from you know keto, and there's a lot of you know I've, I've learned from paleo and other other types of diet. There's lots of things I've learned from bodybuilders and kettlebell you know experts and. You you can take so much from those things, but you got to have an open mind. And if you get stuck in the whole, you know, tribalism, you know, mentality where it's my religion versus your religion, you I swear to God, you're cutting yourself so fucking short. I don't care if your goal is just to be a bodybuilder. If you just want to be a bodybuilder, there's gonna there's something you can take from people who do yoga. I would. There's I, something you can take from people who do kettlebells. You know, you you can learn a little bit from all these people, and it's going to make you a better bodybuilder. Or it's going to make you a better whatever your passion is, but you have to have an open mind. And that's all that's happened is that we're all very open-minded. I'd venture to say that, that nutrition and fitness is arguably the number three, right? One is, one is religion. Two is politics. Three is probably nutrition. Yeah. As far as like what, as far as being dogmatic and like the areas, you'll piss people off. Yeah. The areas I am not to bring up over dinner. Like, Oh, you're a crossfitter. Oh, you're kind of, Oh, you're this guy. Like right away, this, this stigma comes with that, you know, and, and we've done that to ourselves by putting ourselves in these boxes, which we talk about. Originally we wanted to, we wanted to portray, we wanted to basically exaggerate that right like in the beginning it's like oh adam you're the physique uh, bodybuilder guy we did you know like you sal you know you're you're you know very like wellness minded shredded guy whatever you know like justin I, you're the sports i'm the guy. sports guy you know like like i live breathe eat even though i don't even watch sports anymore which is <laughs> right. i wish i did yeah. you know it's but so it's, it's like it's true we had to do that right yeah. we kind of had to we kind of had to do i remember we, we playing to what people expect yeah, yeah. i will uh, even think about how we created the program so when we created the programs, we kind of still did it around that because we knew that's how we had to get everyone's attention was, you know, here's your, you know, strength anabolic. Oh, here's your mobility performance sports person. Oh, here's the guy that wants to look good. You know, these yeah. are, when in reality, what we preached to everyone is like, ideally, you need to go through all of it. And really, what's better yeah. than all of them is Maps Prime. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that takes the cake on all of them is the one that really sets you up for all the rest of the programs. And I don't care who you are or what your goals are. All of them have huge value in you going through. So that was a real message, but we knew we had to kind of sell it in a different way because it, uh, when we first started and you only had five people listening to us, you know, it's like you got to give them kind of what everybody wants. And now yeah. we're coming backpedaling and kind yeah. of going like, okay, well, look, listen, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. We yeah. were just talking about physique and uh, me and Justin love to make fun of that presentation competing world jokingly, right? We, we, ha- we joke about it, but here's the reality. There's a lot you can learn from people who present their body Absolutely. on stage. Like, I don't know anybody who knows how to manipulate uh, minor details to, with, with, with uh, you know, diet and water intake and sodium and, you know, how to eat what at what time to look a particular way at a fucking particular time. Like, that is a very specific skill that you can learn and, and you can learn things from that and apply it towards your regular nutrition mm-hmm. and your regular training. And you know, it's easy for you to make fun yeah. of. Well, dude, if the you other got guy. a movie role right now that was going to make you like $5 million and you had to look your best, dude, 
You know what I mean? Like, Bro, there's a science to that. You can't fucking just one of my favorite, make it up. One of my favorite coaching clients, I had a, a, a guy that used to hire me before he'd go to Vegas. There you go. I was just going to yeah. say. Before he just went like to, that. Yeah. And, I, and it was so it was so great. This is, uh, he, would, he would tell me, he's like, hey, we got two, three months until I got this show. Like, you know, this is what I, he'd tell me, what he's currently doing, how he's training, everything like that. And then we'd put together a plan for him. And, and I'd set, literally peak him pool time for, the for, pool. for Vegas. And I loved it because he would send me all these photos of all these badass children. Chicks, hanging all over him and stuff like that and it was like this is great dude and he looked fucking awesome you know but and now he i don't coach him anymore he's we've done i think we did it like two or three times together and then now he's got it and i see i still see him pop up in my feed partying and going to places and he always looks fucking amazing and i know he's taken that what i've given him and he's applied that to just he's not a competitor you yeah, know no, but he's, he's a dude that wants to look knows fucking, how to look good when it means something <laughs> yeah, yeah right dude yeah. you know you know what reminds he knows me what he's of? doing it's like a video game like you got the little character and you got to beat these different bosses and oh i'm at the fucking <laughs> sumo wrestler boss and i have to learn his technique and now i'm at the kickboxer and now i'm at the kung fu guy yeah. and at the end of it like the, the way you win the game is you become good at all those different modalities right all. and you become a badass like that's, that's what you, mma for well, you we're all but, trying to be the master of all this that's is, what you, this is the fitness the like that whole like subject yeah right? and that's what you have to do yeah. with with fitness like if you're a you know if you're a power lifter and you look at yoga you know hippies and you laugh you're you're an idiot because there's something you can take from that that's going to make you a better power lifter. Mm-hmm. They've mastered the art of you know range of motion and flexibility well, and control and that flexibility. Don't you think that that's going to – there's something you can learn from that if you just take your wall down and become a little bit more open-minded. And so yeah. that's all that we are is we're just very I look open-minded. At it, I look at it just like the evolution of MMA. Those of you that have been watching UFC uh, since UFC won, think of it like this. Think of it like uh, working out your goals – are like becoming the most ultimate fighter, right? Becoming the ultimate fighter in the mm-hmm. world is your goal. And even if it's not your real goal, think of your fitness goal is like that. And that UFC, when it first started, it was like a boxer versus a jiu-jitsu guy versus a karate guy versus a, a, a Greco-Roman guy. And then it was a judo guy versus, you know, whatever, right? And these guys would just like get their asses kicked. And then you watch the evolution of sport. Now, the best of the best back when it first started, would get their asses whooped by anybody so in, the U- in, in the UFC now because yeah. they're so well-versed in all the arts, mm-hmm. and now they have become a true Black ultimate fighter, like right? Yeah. And you know, so- it's funny. It wasn't even that long ago in MMA, maybe maybe like five years ago, where they used to say, like, oh, spinning heel kicks are a waste of time. They're flashy. They'll never work in a real fight. But because they progressed so much in MMA and how they had to keep getting yeah. better at everything. Now it's like an unpredictable n- element you could throw out. Now there. you see guys yeah. hitting them, you know, spinning heel kick. And now you see people hitting moves that before people said were a waste of time. Like, that's kind of the way you should approach fitness. And even if you're specialized in one area, you'll be better at it if you're just open-minded. Like, people don't know, you know, you listen to the show and a lot of times we agree with each other. But a lot of times when the mics are off, we argue. We're, we're fighting over, you know, details on certain programs and different things and nutrition and we're having these massive debates but because we're so open-minded it's okay like nobody gets their feelings hurt uh it's okay if you know sometimes adam's right or sometimes justin's right and i'm wrong yeah it's that's good because if i was wrong I thought you're gonna say because i'm always right yeah because i'm always right it's a good, it never happened before but hypothetically no. yeah, yeah, if we're, yeah, 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 if we're yeah. having a conversation <laughs> it's just i didn't contribute but i, I had that thought before well you got you got to think yeah. about it this way if yeah. i'm if i'm set in a belief but I'm open to other, uh, you know, opinions, other points of view. And at the end of a conversation, I've just discovered that whatever I was set in, my belief or my understanding that I was set in is wrong. I can look at it like, oh my God, that's horrible. 
I, I never want to do that again. I don't. I like my ego to be, you know, protected. Or I can look at it and be like, oh my god, this is so awesome. I was doing things wrong before, yeah. and I just learned something. Fuck, I'm better now. Like that's what's so great about it. So will we eventually congeal into one? You know, I see I mean, it happening. Who knows? I mean, if, if we're so open-minded, that might just happen. But I guarantee there's gonna be outside influence. People are gonna come in all the time. Like we just brought Mike Salemi on board. We've had, you know, uh, we've talked to some other people with nutrition that you know we've interviewed on the show. I don't know if their episodes will air yet, but you know, we learn from these people because they're bringing new information that even sometimes counters what we thought to be true. So. I would say uh, that's the best thing you could do in fitness. Keep an open mind. Yeah. Listen to people. Take a little bit from everybody. Apply it to yourself. That was a long answer. I know. <laughs> I just realized we were on the same question. That was the first one. <laughs> the first question. Next up forever. is K-Motto's one. Can you discuss how important it is to live your message as a fitness professional? Ex- oh, this kind of goes into what we were just yeah. talking about a Extremely little. important. Like, don't you know, be super fat. Extremely important. If you, I don't, so I want to make sure I, I'm clear here. I don't think it's extremely important to look uh, super ripped or super fit uh, as a fitness professional. Um, it may be for business-wise. People like to, you know, they look at you and they immediately will judge you. Yeah. But if you're, you know, you lost 100 pounds and you don't look p- perfect, but man, you've done that journey and you've learned along the way, you've got a lot of value. There's going to be a lot of people who you can connect with. Um, so that's that's very important. But living your message, I think, is important for anybody. You know, if you're a doctor... If you're a dentist, if you you know sell a product, um, just from an integrity standpoint, you know, if, yeah. if you're selling a product that you don't use, or you're a you know you you you're a chef at a restaurant, but you won't eat the food there, or you sell cars that you think are shitty, I think that's just lack of integrity. And fitness uh, and nutrition are such, I mean, they're such passions. They're such a way of life. They end up becoming a way of life, and you have to be careful that it, you know we just talked about. It becoming a religion. You have to be careful that it doesn't become a religion, but in many ways, it is a way of life. And if you don't live it, um, I think your message, you're not going to be as effective, you know, with your message. I mean, I learn a lot through working with other people, but I learn a lot through working with myself too. Yeah. You know what I mean? From the inside. When I. Well, I think people just like instinctually can read if somebody or not, like somebody's uh, authentic or not. You know, mm-hmm. and like you said, the integrity piece is, I mean, that's everything in anything you do. So if, you know, if you're whatever, if you're just like making sandwiches or, you know, if you're, you're doing sh- shady shit on top of that, like, I don't know. It's just, it, it bleeds into everything and how you operate doing everything at that well, point. It, it sort of defines you. <clears throat> I think that you have, I think Sal said it really well with, you got to separate um, what we're talking about here, because if we're talking about it from a business point, like. Um, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a really hard time building your business if you don't look your brand. If you because unfortunately we're in a superficial business. No matter how we turn it up and talk about it and tell people that this isn't what it is or it shouldn't be this way, it is that way, right? It is. People are visual creatures, and we're in a business where we're talking about being fit. And if we don't look super fit, then people are gonna judge you, and you're you're automatically telling yourself that it's going to be that much harder for you to build your business. So think of it like that. So if you're a trainer who's coming in, you could be the smartest trainer, the most knowledgeable trainer, but you have to know whether you like it or not that those that are buying from you are are judging you. They do. Mm-hmm. It's a fa- it's a fact. Of course. Now, yeah. if you have an unbelievable amount of knowledge 
in in your field and you change lives better than the guy next to you who's a dumb dumb but looks amazing and ripped you can potentially get by and i've had trainers work for me well you're more of a coach at that point i look at i feel like there's a way you can do that to uh, express your knowledge and, yeah. and translate that without you being the example right it's it's your philosophy well you just said it perfect a coach is a great example of that cuz how many baseball coaches look like yeah. they couldn't swing a bat like, i'll still <laughs> listen to my fat ass coach you know that <laughs> you know he's he's telling me to do things at like a ridiculous level but it's like i respect the guy because you know maybe back when and he got a knee injury or and he's like fuck you know he let himself go whatever but i know the knowledge is there you know i, I, like just, I can look past that i just think you 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 don't have to look like a, a competitor you don't have to look like a model i mean i, I want to be clear that's not the that's not what we're saying that's not what i'm saying at least but you should look healthy there's definitely a difference between that's a good distinction yeah because if you're a trainer or you're a fitness professional and you look unhealthy mm-hmm. that is going to hurt you tremendously you don't have to be shredded you don't have to look crazy you just got to look kind of fit uh, and healthy and then people will will listen to you but if you don't if if you look really unhealthy you a lot of people are not going to get past that they won't want to hear what you have well, to say. Well, think of it the same way you, I mean, I I can't remember whose page this is. Uh, he, It's a he? Was it a he or she? Does anybody remember? I don't know. But just your, your significant other, right? So if you're a guy, your girl, uh, when you first talked to her, I guarantee that you, before you approached her, you thought she was good looking and you probably wouldn't approached her and talked yeah. to her had you not thought she was good looking. Didn't matter if she was the most amazing person inside and connected so well with you. You needed to be physically yeah, we attracted. we all have to admit that. Yeah. You know, you, that's just a natural human instinct. And, and so, but I, I don't think a trainer has to live the brand at all to be a badass trainer because like Justin said, you could, I mean, look at your, most, your, your best bodybuilding coaches. So, you know, all the, the, the best of the best in the world, they're, most of the coaches look sloppy. Mm. But it doesn't mean they don't know how to put together a program and a diet really well to get somebody stage ready. Or like Justin said, get you out there on the football field. How many coaches look terrible on ships? So you could still be a great coach, a great mentor. But if you're a trainer who's trying to build your business, don't be fooled into thinking that you, the more you look the brand, the more you are fit, just the easier time you're going to have. Now, if yeah. you spend all your time like I've had this, business. I've had this trainer work for me. You spend all your time looking amazing, but you don't know your left from your right or how to help somebody. And then you, they people hire you. Now you have a short business. Now a lot you get people to buy a little bit of training from you, and that's all they ever buy from you because they realize real quick after they purchase it, you didn't have much to offer them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know they they both have their give and take. But if it's, if you're a trainer and you're in, which is, this person is, I saw they they had said that they're in the fitness industry. You know, it's not your concern about other trainers, them living the brand. What the, who cares about their mm-hmm. business? If this is about you, I'll tell you right now: the the better you look, the more the more fit you are, the more business you'll get initially, yeah, the, and then you can yeah, you'll keep them long term with your knowledge. Yeah, exactly. and then the other thing too, in terms of le- living your message, I'll tell you what: you know, I could I could preach and talk about um, you know a way to eat, or you know, I could talk about the benefits of mobility and flexibility. But I won't have the same passion and understanding until I do it myself. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a fucking matter mm-hmm, of fact. Mm-hmm. It just is. Period. Like I, for example, I understood from a technical standpoint, you know, why kettlebells have particular benefit, why they're different than dumbbells and barbells, why it's a good idea to incorporate them into your routine. But I didn't truly understand and know it because there's a difference between knowing it. And kind of understanding it, right? Yeah. I didn't know it until 
I started really using them until I, until I started working with Justin here, started using them, and now I get it. I really get it. And so this, the passion that I talk about them in and the way I can explain them, it comes from a different place, and it makes me much more of an effective fitness professional. So as a fitness professional, fitness health professional, if you have a particular, if you're working in a, in a particular narrow aspect of your field, uh, you know, you just work with bodybuilders, you just work with, you know, uh, you know, runners or whatever, that's fine. But for most of you, you're not going to be successful. Most of you are going to work in a general area, but you're going to work with average people. And some of them are going to require more work on strength. Some of them are going to require more correctional work. Some of them are going to require, you know, more weight loss work. And you're, you're, you're going to do a lot better if you understand those things with your own body as well. You need to know how to do it with other people, but kind of know how yeah. it felt to go through it yourself. Not, I'm not saying that I, because I learned it for myself, I know how to train other people because that's not true. But I know what it feels like to go through it, and it helps me communicate you just it feel and understand like it more effective. Yeah, it's just another yeah. level of knowing That's it. that particular thing. And so, living your brand uh, and living your message, uh, I think, is an important part of being a fitness professional. From you know all the areas we talked about, uh, you know, uh, from integrity to being able to communicate what you're doing to looking the part. So, Zach KP, what is better for building chest, flat or inclined bench? That's a that's a, uh, say like an age old question. Lo- loaded question. You know what though? The reason why I wanted to put it up there is I felt like uh, it's been a while since we've talked about uh, some basic movements mm-hmm. and things that we sometimes overlook, and we get into so that some of these deep talks that some people don't. They want to know some of the most basic. Which let's be honest, what is probably one of the most number one questions that I've been asked on the floor from somebody is what exercise is best for my, the, my, what's for, my for best this, for that? Yeah. Right. It's always like, like tell depends me depends on what you're working with. Right. Uh, tell let me, me assess you. What's, what's the best exercise for chess or what's the best exercise for bicep? I think, um, it's a good topic that we can get into. Yeah. This is going to be one of those. It depends. Totally. You know, it depends totally. on the person, but I'll say this. If, if, if you're a beginner, if you're a total beginner and you're getting into resistance training, <laughs> And you want to build good, um, just overall strength. And you had to pick, which is stupid. I don't think you have to pick. You should be able to do both. But let's just say in a, in a weird world where if you, you pick one or the other, um, and you're already doing overhead presses, I would say the flat bench press is probably more of an overall strength builder because you ground more with your feet. It's a horizontal press. You still get the vertical press with the overhead, you know, press. Mm-hmm. You know, I would if I had to pick, I would say flat. Yeah. But which one's going to build a more, I mean, aesthetic, balanced chest? I mean, geez, you know, you could get pretty imbalanced with a flat bench if that's all you do. Yeah. Well, I would say, yeah, because flat bench, I would think more technique is involved. Plus, the incline allows you for a little more range of motion because I know that that may be the biggest limiting factor for somebody to really activate their chest is the fact that they can't even retract, uh, you know, properly. So that that actually helps to kind of enhance that process. We actually We actually did a YouTube video. Uh, and we talked about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you are not subscribed to the Mind Pump channel on YouTube, this is the type of stuff that we try and, you know, I think we just did incline chest and we all went across and talked about some. Yeah, yeah I remember like, that. I really like the incline uh, chest press, barbell press, um, because what it does is the angle that the barbell is at, it helps retract and depress my shoulders, which is a really important when you're trying to work the chest and not allow all these secondary muscles to kick in. So in the flat position, I, I find that clients and people tend to cheat more and their mechanics are, are worse. 
on an incline, I feel like I can get people to understand that retraction and depression because they have gravity on their side because of the angle. It's a, that angle is a perfect angle for retraction and depression. So it just naturally happens kind of when they mm-hmm. lift the bar over them. So I like it for teaching purposes. And most people tend to stay away from incline bench press because they are stronger and flat. And so almost anybody I've ever taken on, I've I asked them like, okay, if I had to, you know, say this last year, you know, um, you know, you you bench pressed a total of a hundred times. How many times of that would you say was flat, and how many times of that was incline? Most of them will be like, well, flat, you know, because mm-hmm. most people tend to go the direction where they're stronger, mm-hmm. and most people are going to be able to get up a lot more weight. Well, not a lot. So it depends on the person, but you know, it, for me, it was this way. I w- I was significantly stronger on flat until I started really inclining. Now my incline and flat are really close. There's not much of a difference. I, I, you know, for some reason, at some point in the in the resistance training world, the bench press became like the measure of strength, and I don't know why the fuck that happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. it's not an exercise that is a good measure of your total strength. It's not a great example. No. No, it's not. But for whatever it's reason, it's the least of the big four. At least. It, yeah, if for whatever reason, people, yeah. you know, if you, hey, you work out, yeah, I do. Well, what's your bench? And that became yeah. the the measure of how strong. You'd argue was. more like a backloaded squat or deadlift. A deadlift right? yeah. it, it, or overhead press or overhead overhead, overhead press. press even, if yeah. you want to do a press, if you want to, you know, you're just talking about upper body. Yeah, a, a, a functional upper body, you know, movement. An overhead press is going to translate to pretty much any sport better. Than a bench or press, a so functional I, yeah, I would say yeah. the bench press is probably. Here's why I don't like this question because the bench press is easily the most overused exercise in in, in resistance training. Yeah. Uh, it's literally the most overused exercise, close to curls. Was it Arnold that made him so popular? Who made him so popular? Like, yeah, do I don't know. I don't know how, uh, why well, or how. Let's, let's not let's not completely discredit the bench. I'm press. not it's discrediting. A, it's, it's, it's a great a, exercise. I'm I just, just well, I know. Got, I just want to make sure because I yeah. we all agree that it is overused, but there is still it has a lot of merit, right? Because you can load a you can load load a flat barbell bench press with a lot more weight than almost any other of those moves. So you're yeah. going to get some, right? I, if I can only overhead press, you know, 185, maybe close to 200 pounds overhead, but I could bench press, you know, well into 300. So I, I'm moving a lot more load. So potentially more muscle should be built from doing a, a flat bench press. Now, the problem, what you, like you guys are saying is that because of that, it becomes this like staple. Everybody does it every single workout or every chest workout is centered around the flat the flat bench, which I know I was like this. Yeah, and you won't find, I tell you, you, you find any guy who's been lifting weights for like a year, you're ne- none of them will say they don't bench press. Everybody bench presses, you know what I'm saying? It's but not, a lot don't squat, deadlift, or A lot press. of them don't squat. A lot of them don't deadlift. A lot of them don't do proper overhead pressing. A lot of them don't do proper rowing. It's just the bench press is like it's with this overused. Mm-hmm. There's too much emphasis placed on the bench press for being this well and now why that's exercise. a huge problem is that we know that well over 60 80% of the population has <laughs> yeah. is rounded forward Reinf- yeah it's reinforcing it's, already it's, problematic posture and that is why it is yeah, so bad I it's know. so bad because it all it's really doing is making these issues that almost everybody ha- almost everybody has at least some sort of upper cross syndrome right either they're they're suffering from forward head or the protracted shoulder girdle one or the other, and it's how excessive is it is really the difference because we don't ever fucking do anything behind us. Everything we do is in front of us, so we are just every yeah, we're every already pretty good out here. We're rounding the body forward, so then we go to do this bench press, and we just contract and shorten it even more with more load, and we're just training the body to come forward even more. This is also why 
these guys don't and guy, guys and girls don't overhead press, don't deadlift, don't squat is because they've now shaped their body so out of the neutral or the ideal anatomical position for you to be squatting or deadlifting. Then they go to squat or deadlift and it's fucking painful. It's yeah. awful. That's why the Smith machine rocks. Right. And then it's, oh an exor- it's an exercise. <laughs> they feel like they can't perform or they have pain while they do it. So they avoid it. When in reality, that should be their huge flag that tells them, like, dude, you guys got to you got to fix yeah. this. I would say this right here: uh, if you're for chest, you should, at, you should incorporate some kind of horizontal pressing, like a bench press, some kind of an incline, you know, press, and you should dip, and you're you're pretty much covered on the presses in in that particular, you know, and then of course your overhead presses, and now you've got pretty good, you know, broad spectrum pressing type strength. Dips is another one. I, I would, oh God, I would say dips. You know, with resistance, you know, in good form, range, nice range of motion dips. That's up there. That's way up there too. It's a very functional pressing movement. Yeah. Um. So I don't know which one's better. It depends. That's such a yeah. It's an impossible the, question. I to think answer. the easy one that I think whichever we all, one you're not doing. Yes, I think the one the the yeah. answer that we could all agree on is whatever one you have you do the least of yeah. is going to give you the most benefit yeah. for yeah. Con, Sw- for growth and aesthetics, mm-hmm. right? Lucky Irvine, if each of you had teenage daughters. How would you feel about younger versions of your co-hosts dating them? <laughs> I think my dick just went inside my body. Oh no! Oh, dang, I'm scared. Well, I can just write. See, out- I have. I have. This sucks. This so among yeah, the three of us. This is a real question for you. Among the three of us, this is <laughs> That's the true. This is the word for me. It's, like this, this hits home. It, yeah, my I hit my balls t- right now are are hurt. They hurt. That's how I feel like I got kicked in the because I have a little girl. And uh, she's adorable. She's going to be a very, very pretty uh, girl. She's very yeah. smart, sharp. And she's your world. And yeah. she's my world, and she's totally got me wrapped around her finger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if she takes after me, I'm in big, you know, I'm in fucking big trouble. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I don't even want to picture her dating. <laughs> I just don't. But, you know, yeah. on the flip side, I'll say this. Look, I, big shotgun. I know logically, like, I want... Both my kids, my son and my daughter, but we'll talk. We're talking about girls here, right? And we're we're men, and so there's that whole stereotype of us being more protective. I want her to be super confident in herself, um, and really confident with her body, and also confident enough to say no to a guy uh, if he wants to do things with her or whatever. If she doesn't want to, but at the same time, feel confident that if she wants to. She does because it's for her, you know what I'm saying? And I, I hate saying that because I want to be like, no, you're never going to have sex until you're you know, married or 45 or whichever comes first. But it, it, <laughs> the reality is, you know, you, you, want, you, want, your, you want a very confident you know, daughter who, who cares about herself, who doesn't do things she doesn't want to. And if she wants to do something, she does it because she wants to, not because a boy pressured her because she feels like she has to to make the guy like her. So that being said, uh, uh, n- Never in a million years would I let her date yeah. either one of you. I was going to say, I was gonna say <laughs> this got way too real for me to answer this question. Yeah. Thanks, Never so. in a million years. Yeah. Yeah, would yeah. I let well, her date. I think this is, a, uh, this is why I don't have children. <laughs> this is why this I, is the number one this reason. This is why I'm 35 years old and I'm still scared to death to have a child because they might actually find a me. And that's that's what I especially. And if I have a daughter, I've always joked with Katrina. I said, you know, if you have a girl, I'm going to give it back just so you know. Because I have I don't I don't know how I would handle 
uh, having a, a daughter and a teenage boy like me, uh, her dating or meeting me. So that would just freak me the fuck out. And I feel like whether you believe in God or the universe or how, I don't give a shit yeah. what your evolution creation. You totally have a girl. I believe, I do believe this. I believe some weird way this universe or God fucking pays you back for that shit. And I'm like, my bet, one of my good buddies, Jason, he's got three fucking daughters, dude. And it was like, if there was a buddy of mine that was with the, with the promiscuous, with all the women was like him and I think like I look at these three beautiful little girls that he ended up having back to back to back and I go like this poor and they're not there yet like they're not to that 15 to or whatever girl 13 to 16 range yet and it's coming and I look and I I could just see like he's probably going to age like 20 years in those three years and I could see and and I know he knows it's coming you know because he was that guy he's like me he's like a lot of us and I tell you what man if I if, if, if you guys had little girls and they dated a guy like me when I was. They, you would have loved me, hundred percent. Well, hundred percent. Yeah, you would have turned it on like. That. Oh, I would have oh, walked yeah. in. I like know. golf. I love golf. I, I just did it yesterday. Oh, yeah, I would have yeah. shook. Hey, how yeah. you doing, sir? Nice to meet you. Na- like, oh, you're a bullshitter. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know, bro. Here, let me take you upstairs. I'm going to show you my Winchester. <laughs> yeah, the, the naive me or the younger me and not have ever met you might yeah. be fooled by that, but the, the older, wiser <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. That's me would be like, about. like, oh, I know this game, son. Yeah, yeah. Come here, little motherfucker. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, it's going to be. I know how this works. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I would be like, no, I would I like Justin said, I'd keep it real simple. Let me show you my Winchester. That's here. it, my man. That's twelve gauge pump yeah, action here. Ah, no, man. I have no idea because like, <laughs> I mean, I got two boys, uh, so I I was thinking about that because I thought for sure the second like you know we thought we were gonna have a girl and all that, and so I was already like mentally preparing myself for that, and it was just like wow because I yeah I just like I don't have like even. Dating certain girls, like, I just have the hardest time watching, like, you know, girly flicks and, like, girly things and, <laughs> like, color pink. And, like, I would, like, I was, like, going mental, like, thinking about that kind of stuff because I'm so, like, God, oil I, and water with it. It just I doesn't hope, mesh with me at all. Have you thought about having more kids? No way, dude. No, really? no, way. <laughs> no, no way. You know what? I no. God damn it. Because you... Both you motherfuckers would soft. You guys would melt. Oh, it would change me for you sure. You guys would melt. I know, dude. I you know I I went on my trip. I came back and my kids ran and hugged me and just you'd fucking my little girl. She you know I told you guys what happened right. So uh, every year her school the school does a father daughter oh, yeah, dance. They do this father-daughter dance, and me and her go every year. And I yeah. make a big fucking deal about it because... You've talked about it before, where you do the whole limo, and you get her all... I, I show up, I give her a corsage, I take her out to dinner, because I'm trying to really set... I want her to know what it's like to be with a good man, you know? And she's my girl, you know, my yeah. little girl. And uh, I missed it this year, because I had booked my trip way a long time ago, and then they had just... They booked the, the father-daughter dance right in the middle of my trip. So I couldn't go. She was devastated. I'm, I'm like, so angry, like, ah, oh, and then, of course... She's smart and she's crying. She's like, "Oh, I want you to come to the dance." I'm like, "I'm so sorry, honey. Whatever, you know, we'll make it up to you." And she's like, "Take me to Disneyland, just me and you." So now I'm going to Disneyland <laughs> with just her. Sold, yeah, sold, dude. Because you just fucking melt. Like she yeah. could have said, she could have said anything. She'd be like, yeah. "Paris." Do you know that I feel like you, you guys have both had parenting moments that you've talked about. And that was a long time ago when you brought that up on the show. 
that I feel like are just gold gems for those fathers out there with daughters that because every father's fear is that time I feel like when the when the the girl gets to the age where dating is becoming a reality and she's going through that mm-hmm. she's now becoming a woman you know and that fear of like oh my god I want my daughter to be this like high standards like you're I think the number one job I, think, I can't remember what comedian said like the number one job as a father is to keep your daughter off the pole I mean that's like <laughs> that's your Chris number Rock, I think so, yeah, yeah. Was your number one job is to keep her off the pole so all you you just want her to have this these super high the high standards and i don't think anything could be possibly better than that than taking her through the process of what would it, oh, what yeah. would what would a date look like with a yes. boy the b- first boy that takes my daughter on a date you gotta i am going, yeah, I am going to set the standard so fucking high <laughs> that it, the first 90 guys to do this are going to fail pick her up on at, a the, yacht. at the door yeah no it's such a smart strategy uh, when you think about it and while you're doing it i'm sure i know well, you too it is, I, mean, I know you're like subtly coaching her too it it's like here you go, honey. Here's your flowers. Let's get in the limo. This is what a man should do. Open the door for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a good man. Open list. Pulls your chair out, sweetheart. See how I did that for you. Daddy loves you. Yeah, so no. you, you know no, you're, no, going, I mean, you're coaching like <laughs> along the way. So it's like and he's planting these little seeds in her head. Like oh, see, this is what a good man yeah, does. My dad's no, a real you know, man. You know, here's the reality. I mean, all joking aside, here's the reality. I'm fucking I, serious I, when I say this. Well, I know, but here's the, here's the, all joking aside. Yeah, you also don't want to like. I don't also want to re, you know raise a girl that. Is a shitty person. Like you have to be this guy that makes all this money. Yeah, there's all these stipulations behind it. I just want her to be very confident to know what she wants. I don't care what she wants. I want it to come from her. You see what I'm saying? Like I don't want what you don't want. And and by the way, we're talking about little girls right now, but boys get their heart broken just as hard as girls do. I know we don't. We 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 tend to think of our boys like, yeah, I don't care. My boy's gonna date or whatever. I I got my fucking heart crushed when I was a kid. I know you guys did. You don't want to see either one of your kids come home crying because, you know, a boy or a girl broke their heart. And let me tell you something, as, as you know, shitty as boys can be, and we know what boys want and we know what's in their minds, like, girls are fucking very <laughs> sneaky and smart, dude. Yeah. And your boy... I think like five levels ahead of us. Dude, and I'll tell you something right now. A boy's first love, he's about 50 steps behind her in terms of maturity and intelligence when it oh, comes yeah. to... When it comes to dating, and a girl will fucking run circles around you when you're a young. This is why when the guy gets old, this is why women like older men because when you get older, you figure it out and you're like, oh, okay, oh I see God. what's going on. Because <laughs> when you're a kid, you're a fucking idiot, and girls can literally get you to do whatever you want because yeah. you're stupid. So, and that's the truth. <laughs> yes. So that I worry about that too. I worry about that too with my boy. Like, what if he, you know, he dates some girl, totally falls for her, and she just fucking. You know, she's a shitty person to him, and then he fucking figures yeah. it out the hard way. I mean, you don't want to see any of that stuff. You just, I want them to be very confident in what they want, and so well, they don't feel pressured doing that. This question else. more accurately, because here's the thing: as much as you wouldn't, as you would hate us, you know, like yeah. I hate you, because you know, or whatever, just because of all these things, you're like, oh no, that's that's so much like me. Uh, like, think about like that person's uh, drive to be successful. That they're their their compassionate nature, you their know, integrity like, as a it's person. It's like, come on, dude, you know, like you'd have to look right past that 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 the part yeah. that you're insecure of initially, right? Like because you have to sort of like look at look at it as as a time capsule. Like this mm-hmm. person is 20 years old, you know, or 18 or whatever, super horny, you know, they're, <laughs> no. they're trying to suppress all these things to to not be like crazy awkward in front of everybody. 
you know, but at the same time, they're trying really hard to impress you, yeah. you know, like I would give the guy a shot. It would just like, it would be, it would be hard. It'd be something you'd have to kind of yeah. eat for no, a while. Look, you know? Knowing you guys, the reality is. Like, oh, you can if, date Adam, fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 it's Adam, come on, man, I'm watching you. The reality <laughs> is, I'm watching you. The, the reality is this, is if, if she's a confident young lady and she respects herself and she finds a guy like you guys that want to date her, yeah. I would be very happy. The truth is you guys are great guys. Uh, that's all I'm getting. That's at. the truth. That's well, 100% the, the, the truth. real truth is, if, uh, you know, if, if if my if my you know invisible seventeen year old daughter met you know the invisible seventeen uh, year old Sal or Justin, I would not only be really truly ecstatic, and Justin said it right. I'd probably you know still razz him, tease him, show him the, the Winchester upstairs. Yeah. But <laughs> I also think that I would be like, oh wow, my daughter found this quality kid, and then I feel like I'd want to father him. A little bit, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I, I think that I, that would be a really exciting thing is to see a kid. Because I remember what I was like, even though I was a fucking mess all over the place, and you know, like Justin said, a freaking little hornball. I still think that uh, I had my head on straight, and I had a lot of a lot of good qualities and characteristics as a kid. Uh, that I think that uh, the adult version of me would mm-hmm. see that or see that in you, you guys, and I'd be like, "Oh, this is a fucking cool kid." And, and the reality is, like, as hard as it is to say, like, you have, you know, when your kids are start having sex, which they're gonna fuck. That's yeah. the bottom line. Just kids the reality, are gonna have sex. You gotta, you gotta face. They're gonna do it. Uh, yeah. Do you want your kids to be have great, open, you know, fun, adventurous, of course, safe sex? Yeah. Of course you do. You don't want your kids to be all repressed and weird and fucking, you know, no, I can't have sex because, and become one of those people that like, They you know, get into weird yeah. fetishes they're because like you suppress the shit out of them. Well, it just, they're, just, they're just repressed and the next, you you know, next thing you know, they lose their virginity to someone. Now they think they have to be with them because they're so repressed and now they're with some asshole and, and they never understand what good sex is about and then they become 35 and they're sexually frustrated and they can't figure out what's going on. Like You want them to have good sex. You want them to be... You know, open with their body, but comfortable and confident, not coming from a bad place. That's all I'm saying. So there you go. Hey, listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free Mind Pump t shirt. Also, find us on YouTube. We post videos every single day on new exercises, techniques, nutritional advice. You can find us at Mind Pump TV. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam's at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.